Now it is finally time. Finally time to continue our discussions of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yay! But not quite. Not in the way that people would think. Not in, That will be coming up in... Let's see. Three weeks from now. Yes, I'm ready for that. We will be discussing the entirety of part four of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable. But first... But first... Let's, let's, let's take a trip back. To the beginning. To the beginning. Of Diamond is Unbreakable. Yes, in a in a different in a different way. Um, that's what we're doing today here on episode one hundred and twenty nine of the seasonal anime checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, manga, those all those except not really for today. Yeah, we went through this conversation last week. It's close enough. Hey, people made people didn't listen last week. Well, they should listen to last week because it was great. But they also, should. Um. It's uh, it's closely related to anime and manga. It's true. Uh, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Owl and Ladium. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're we're discussing some live action JoJo part one of Diamond is Unbreakable. Which, like, if they were to actually part one well, of one, we'll we'll talk. Yeah, part one of one. <laughs> We'll talk about it in a bit, how they would do this, but, like, there's some there's some stuff we got to talk about, the way that they format it. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, this is the live-action adaptation of Diamond is Unbreakable. Which, which, again, um, we talked about it last week, but, like, the same guy who was the Kakaru in Orange is Josuke here. Yes. Which is hilarious. Anyway, continue. A bit of a whiplash between the uh, the two. A bit, yeah. The two films there, but yes, uh, this was released uh, pretty recently, uh, in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. And it is it is titled Chapter One. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, there has been no word of them making another film in this series. Yeah, you said it didn't do very well, right? Uh, yes. Which is sad. That was me getting ready to beat people. Uh, I mean, this this, this does have a report from 2016 that they were, that uh, Warner Brothers and Toho Animation were were partnering on, on the making of this live action film. We're like, hey, we, we're hoping to make sequels about this. And then it opened up at number five in the Japanese box office, dropped to 11 second week, and then an insider told a uh, Japanese holding group that that the studio were like, no, nah, we're, we're kind of putting our plans on sequels on hold. So disappointing. Yeah. So probably these are not going to, the rest of this is not going to come out. Probably not, especially because like the actors will age and all that. Yeah. But uh, we can talk about what we have what we have currently in front of us, mm-hmm. and that is part one, chapter one, I should say, of this. Uh, this is supposed to come out sometime in America. It is licensed by Viz, but they have not put it out yet. So maybe at some point they will put that out. And uh, that was something we we were talking about. I was like, you know, the off chance that like this does well over here, like maybe that would change people's minds on whether they do sequels or not but uh we're nearing like a year since they announced that they were (laughs) 
gonna they, that they had licensed this. So who knows at this point? I mean, things happen sometimes. It gets weird, but we can hope. We can hope. But that's really all we can do. Maybe we should have like an opposite of the what was the operation rainfall or something the one to get xenoblade and um oh i was like i i know you've mentioned this before i just don't remember what it was it, it was the three games it was last story xenoblade and shoot i have the game anyway we could do that but opposite and be like hey well, actually, it's really the same. It's not opposite, but it's for a live action movie and not a video game. <laughs> what is the name of that dang game? I didn't like it. I can tell you that. <laughs> Pandora's Tower. There we go. There you go. Yeah, found it. Uh, this film was directed by Takashi Miike, who has also done some other adaptation work. Uh, he did the Ace Attorney film. Uh, he did the Yakuza film. So he has a. Uh, He's been busy. He has pressed quite the resume in, in those, in that type of work. Um, he's also done like a bunch of other stuff. Like he has film credits, like all the way back to 1991. So. Jesus, he's he been a, doing this since like you've been alive. Yeah, it's true. So he's been uh, he's been doing he's been he's been putting the work in. Uh, so yeah, it is. This is live action JoJo. I uh, I think going into this, we were both kind of like intrigued of what we were going to witness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we like, I'd seen stills. Yeah, as had I, and it's just like, I, how do you pull off the ridiculousness of this series and <laughs> convey it in a in the live action format? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was like kind of like the the key thing I was interested in going into this, and also just like is it going to be decent or what? So, <laughs> um, yeah, that was like the big things for me. Um, but I wouldn't, I don't think this is a, this is bad film or anything like that. Um, no. it does for the most part, basically this covers up like the first six ish episodes. It's like the first arc basically. Yeah. Of Diamond is Unbreakable, which of course that's like a forty episode anime, so that's a little bit um, it's a little bit sketchy when you're already trying to break this up into multiple parts. So like we were discussing during it, like okay, like you know if we're doing just this arc right now, like what are they gonna do later on? How are they gonna break this up? Like are we gonna see like some like the goofy filler stuff that's in Diamond is Unbreakable, or are they just gonna like just splice it out and cut it out entirely? Or what are they going to do? And, you know, we'll talk about that later on when we get to certain aspects of this film. But, but yeah, it, it, but for the most part, though, like, I think, like, that, that stretch, that very first arc is basically what you would yeah. adapt if you're, like, you know, introducing people to the, to this part of JoJo. So, like, it's obviously, I think, the, the best idea and best, like, choice that they made here. And I mean, uh, it gives you time to like get to know some of the characters, especially right. if you don't actually know like exactly what's going on. Right. Uh, so yeah, we we obviously uh, we first meet I think Koichi. Yeah, Koichi is like the narrator of this movie, basically. Um, before that though, we get like this like introduction to uh, Angelo, and like how he's like 
you know the serial murderer and then eventually gets uh shot with the arrow mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff that stuff doesn't get explained till a little bit later on in the film though but mm-hmm. you know but we do meet him yes pretty early on mm-hmm. um and then after that we meet uh koichi who's riding his bike he's the, he's a new transfer to morio yeah which i don't remember that being the case yeah at all but like you know, it's also been ages since we watched the first part of JoJo, so. We also noticed very early on that their version of Morio was very strange looking for it to be represented as a Japanese town. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very weird. But, like, that looks, it's like, European. Yeah. Um, and then we, we, we realized that uh, they shot principal photography in Japan and also in Sigis, whatever... I probably horribly butchered that uh, in, in Spain. So like there, it is literally like parts of this are in Europe. Yep. So which that, makes sense why it's European. Yeah, but like we were also discussing when we were watching it that like the way the anime portrays Morio is that like it's more of like a suburb and like kind of like the American style. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting choice for them to go with like angling it after a European town and specifically like more of a european city yeah like a european city in like the older european style yeah so it's like that was an interesting not choice suburb. no so that was really weird and also like we were talking about it a bit because like the signage and stuff is in japanese so either it's like a little japan type area in that city or they just like bought out everybody and was like here put up japanese signage Except where they didn't censor out, like, the one business's phone number. Yeah, that was funny. If, if that's actually their legit phone number, but... Yeah, they did not censor that at all. That was... I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you, you, we meet, we meet uh, Koichi first. He basically kind of narrates and talks about how he's just moved to Morio and all that sort of stuff. Uh, riding his bike. Um, gets accosted by some local thugs who tried to to rob him and all this stuff. And then here comes Josuke with his big old hair. Big old hair. (laughs) Big old hair. (laughs) And, of course, uh, the thing is with Josuke at this point is that, you know, you insult his hair, he's going to just straight up try and murder you. (laughs) Which, I mean, is is pretty... Pretty, pretty, uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Normal in the anime? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what what, what it's like. Uh, so that happens. The he, he walks by the, them and like one of the 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 boys is like, "What are you looking at, you goofy haired dude?" And Josuke just freaks out and beats the crap out of them. Yep. <laughs> but also heals them with uh, his stand, which uh, <laughs> we don't really learn about until a little bit later on. But um, I thought they did like an interesting thing with that, where like it kind of just like. He kind of like put his hand over them and like it just made their their injuries heal, so like they didn't have to do some like crazy CG to it or anything. But mm-hmm. it totally works in that way. And then Josuke just goes off his merry way. <laughs> Which one thing that we were unsure about, we we're like, how are they going to represent the stands? Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that more when we actually like get into stand fights and stuff. But it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so Koichi's like, wow, look at that guy. He saved me. He sure Thanks, does have cool hair. Thanks, random guy. He has some cool hair. <laughs> uh, I think they go, like, to, they show the school off 
after this for like a little bit and like Yukiko shows up immediately. Yeah, and she's like, hey, Koichi, I'm supposed to help you catch up. Do all this homework now. He's like, all of it now? Ah! Uh, they, they don't really go too much into Yukiko in this. Um, basically, they kind of lay out that like she has this, she has like an attraction towards Koichi. She has something going on with her, like power wise, but they don't go, they don't go into it really at all. They just allude to it. Um, that's basically kind of it. <laughs> um, I, I think it was more surprising that she even like shows up in this at all, considering she doesn't really start becoming a factor until like after the arc they're doing ends essentially. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of surprised in that aspect, but I guess like just they kind of throw her in there for the sake of throwing her in there. Like it, do- it doesn't really do anything to to affect the story one way or the other. Just kind of like here's how her and Koichi's relationship is in the early parts of this uh, of the story. I think as well we get some more backstory, or we get some more like of uh, Okuyasu's brother going around trying to find uh, stand users by shooting them in the throat with the, the 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 arrow. Also, like we have to talk about his crazy hairdo. They have some really good hairdos in this in this movie. Really great. I mean, he's got like the the like flat top. But then he has like this long braid, and I didn't realize the braid was there at first. But like, holy moly, that hairstyle is crazy. They do a good job of replicating the character hairstyles in this. They really do, and it's hilarious. Like, the only one that really has a normal hairstyle at all in this is Koichi. Which is weird because, like, everyone else, they kind of like, they go for like the their hair color. Mm hmm. The, um,. Like what their canonical hair color is, but Koichi is just has normal hair. They mm-hmm. didn't do anything to his actor's hair at all. Like they didn't make it gray or anything. <laughs> He's just nope. normal. Which um did we mention who he is? Uh he Koichi is played by the uh the dude who voices um the main dude Taki in, in your name. Yeah, I forgot his name. <laughs> but yeah, he's the main dude in your name. He is the Japanese voice actor for that, mm. which yeah, I saw him in like um, a special thing when because I have like the super duper special edition Blu-ray, um, and I was watching like a spe- uh, feature and I was like, oh man, he's adorable. And so like I actually like kind of paid attention to him, and then realized that he was Koichi, and I'm like, oh, that's funny. Um, but we were talking about the fact that like they they have him like he is shorter than everybody else because he's like five six as the actor, but like. They couldn't make Koichi like two feet tall. Yeah, they can't. They couldn't overtly stylize him like they do with the anime at points. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. But yeah. yeah, I still don't remember him being a transfer student though. I was gonna Google it, but then I realized that's probably. A I don't think that's the. I think that that's just for this film. Hmm. Um, but we do get to see his facial expressions because he looks like super overwhelmed all the time by like everything, <laughs> which honestly like. At certain points in the the beginning of the show, I feel like Koichi's kind of like um, the audience surrogate. Yeah, yeah. That he's like, "What is happening?" <laughs> um, which you know fits. Um, Same. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of also. I think I might be skipping a little bit ahead here, but they also give uh, Josuke uh, Jotaro's introduction, basically that like. All the girls are all over him. 
Right. Um, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, that that is literally Jotaro's introduction in Stardust Crusaders is that, like, all the girls are after him and he just doesn't care. And basically, that's how they introduce Josuke as well. Which is not Josuke's personality. Mm-mm. Um, like, one, we've never really seen him, like, have a bunch of girls all over him. But also, like, I don't think he would be like, eh, I don't care. He would revel in it. He would be real stoked about it and, like probably ham it up he would ham it up and also do something stupid to get them all to be like uh yeah basically <laughs> They'd be like, what a nerd uh, that that is exactly what would happen um so okoyasu's brother has dinner with angelo at one point and they kind of discuss like the power and everything and like how angelo we had to help. wait five hours yeah we had to wait five hours for that um <laughs> How, like, Angela's going to help him try and find more standards and all that stuff. Uh, we get the scene where there's, like, a a hostage situation in front of a convenience store that Josuke uh, diffuses and does all that. And then his grandpa gets real mad. Yeah, because he, like, punches through her um, and then, like, heals everybody but leaves a knife inside of the guy. He's like, oh, man, you should really get that checked out. Like, that's not good. <laughs> um but yeah, the grandpa, we see the grandpa a few times. and Grandpa he, is too ripped. He's so ripped. Stop praying for my grandpa. He's too strong. <laughs> um, cop grandpa is yeah. like, I gotta I gotta do justice type things. I am a cop. And then like there are crayon drawings of cops and things yes. all in his room. Uh, we also realize that like they don't, they don't make this a period piece. They do not make it um, because this definitely takes place in the 90s and nobody dresses like it's the 90s and Josuke has like a flat screen and they have cell phones, but also he's still playing like a Super Nintendo, which yeah. like <laughs> is pretty funny. He's playing, oh, that's a baseball. Oh, that's a baseball. <laughs> so that, that, that was that was a interesting choice there. Um, yeah, I was real upset. I was like, where are all my great 90s clothes? And then his mom showed up. I was like, well, that's pretty 90s. But then nobody else was. I'm like, oh, that was just, I guess, her then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually Jotaro shows up. Oh, man. Why is Jotaro like 50? That's a great question. Jotaro looks like he's 50. It is like is so done with everything. Um, Which Jotaro is like in his late 20s at this point in the story. Yeah, is this, is, right? this would be him post getting like his doctorate, I think. I still think he's like 28. Yeah. Because it's basically 10 years, 10 ish years after the events of Stardust. So he would be like late 20s at this point. Yeah. Because he was like 17, 18 in Stardust. So mm-hmm. he, he would have been like 28 yeah. at this point. But not 50. No. But this guy looks like he is just done yeah. with life and also 50. <laughs> uh, How old is the actor? Have we looked into it? He He's, I think he's about that age. Um, let me double check here what a strange choice he's 42 42 okay he's too old to be jotaro yeah um they were able to stylize the hat though they did but the funniest part about the hat is that the joe kept moving yeah (laughs) and we had a discussion of like did they just have multiple hats and like they switched it out or did they just switch the pin like how did they do the joe hat it was just like whatever side like the, he was facing or like the camera was on him, like the Joe would be like on that side. It was it was very bizarre. Um, <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> thank you. Uh, they also kind of change up. I think the Jotaro coming in. My alarm went off. 
Um, because like he doesn't run into Koichi right away, does he? Nope. He basically just goes right after Josuke, and that's when we see like the Josuke, uh, being mobbed by all these schoolgirls. And then Jotaro was like, "Hey, I need to talk to you, kid." <laughs> Josuke's like, "Huh? What? <laughs> Why is this old man trying to talk to me?" Oh, by the way, you're my uh. What what is he? Because he's his nephew. Yeah, Josuke is Jotaro's uncle. Yes, uncle. There we go. And he's like, so um, what do I call you? I'm just gonna just gonna call you Jotaro. So I think they have like kind of a confrontation, and then at one point you see, um, he, him use Star Platinum the world to stop yep. time. Yeah. And like, I forget who he saves. It's either Koichi or Josuke, but he saves one of them. And then they're just like, what, 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 what? I was falling. This is very weird. And this is one of the like first times we actually see the stands, mm-hmm. um, which they do like some some CG representations. And actually, they look totally fine. Yeah, like totally they, fine. I think that's the best you could do. Yeah, I with agree. regards to this. So, it, and to make it to where it doesn't look super goofy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like they kind of make them look ghost-like. Like they're kind of yeah. see-through. Which makes sense. Yeah, totally. Uh, so basically, Jotaro and Josuke kind of have like a a feeling out process at one point, and uh, Josuke or Jotaro's hat gets ripped up, and then immediately gets fixed, and he's like, "Hmm, hmm." Uh, he tries to explain like what stands are and everything, and to like get all that out of the way, and Josuke's just like, "I'm good. Later." Yeah, I don't need to know any of this, buddy. I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid. I got this cool power, but whatever. And hair. And got cool hair. Which at one point he goes to like comb it, but he doesn't actually run the comb through the hair and it's hilarious. True. Very true. It's so funny. We both pointed that out that he just like went to comb it, but like didn't get anywhere close to the hair. Uh, eventually things kind of lead off to the path where, uh, Angelo stalks out the, the Higashikata house. Um, just cause his grandpa gets, gets the axe. He was too ripped. Well, actually he, he, um, like Josuke figures out that it's like liquid based. Yeah. So he does the thing like, uh, that happens in the source material where like he captures it and all that and and the grandpa is like man I'm a booze hound and I'm gonna drink this alcohol it looks great which the stand turns into like the booze he's looking for which is interesting yeah and he he dies and Josuke's like it's fine I can heal you everything's all good all right cool gramps I gotta go beat some dude up gotta beat up this water uh so that all that happens um Josuke's trying to figure out how to fight this water stand then Jotaro just waltzes in (laughs) You know, as you do. It's raining outside. Um, like, there's there's humidifier at one point. Like, everything is wet. And basically, they have to figure out a way to fight this water stain without dying in the midst of being surrounded by rain and all water. Yeah, and this is where they point out that, like, Josuke can heal everybody but himself. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they've learned that like he he specifically cannot have this guy enter him because otherwise like he's he's boned. Yeah. Uh, which you know there's something that I was thinking about it's like 
Can't he just, like, go up the nose or something? The stand? Yeah, because, I mean, if he's if it can be in a humidifier, you can breathe in the... Well, yeah, I think that's why they were like, oh, God, the humidifier, we can't be in here because oh, we can okay, breathe okay. in the water vapor. Yeah. Okay, all right. That makes sense. But anyway, they're like, blah, this is bad. Blah. Uh, basically, at one point, Jotaro or Josuke gets hit by it and, like, it enters him. But then, like, he just barfs up a, a glove. <laughs> yep. Apparently, he just destroyed a glove and then, like... Ate it. <laughs> ate it and swallowed it and then healed it. And he's like, hey, I got the stand. It's good. And just starts shaking it all over the place. Um, they go Which outside. Angelo's getting, like, thrown around. Yeah. And he's like, no! Uh, so, yeah, all that happens. And then... Uh, and Angelo, then we get sad. Angelo reveals everything about, like how he got the power and everything and then uh josuke beats the shit out of him and puts him in a rock in a rock that's and also when we, the first time we get to see a crazy diamond yes do some dora 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 stuff punch the shit out of a out of a man and put him into a, a rock just cut him up and just shove him in there i love that his face just like expands out yeah it's uh it's real good that becomes a thing that like everybody says hi to the rock and Koichi's like, all right, I guess we say hi to this weird rock every day. That's yep. fun. <laughs> uh, another character we'll talk about later on because this happens, I think, near the end. It just like follows Josuke's lead on it. And it's just like, eh, yeah, yep, what's up? <laughs> uh, at one point, we they cut to the hotel where Josuke, or Jotaro is staying at mm-hmm. and uh, he's calling Joseph. And right. he was speaking in English and I was like, huh that's interesting wonder why he's speaking english and you're like well he's just joseph's born in new york he would speak english yeah i was like oh okay that totally makes a ton of sense that was like an actual like really good smart detail to put in there that like it's also kind of weird because like if you don't know the source material you would be very confused to why jotaro is speaking english at that point Mm -hmm. but also if it's a very good nod to people who do know it because they're like oh put this two and two together yeah that totally makes sense he would totally speak english to joseph mm, well and he his mom would speak english too so yeah jotaro's mom i mean um also do we skip the fact that like he can't heal his grandpa oh yeah they go back to inside to uh josuke's house and they're like and, he, and he's like hey grandpa wake up it's fine everything's good hey wake up i've healed worse than this hey, wake before. Up. come on wake up. and then jotaro's like yeah you can't if they're dead you can't heal them doesn't matter uh, which is really um, a good scene in terms of acting. Like, he did mm-hmm. a really good job of, like, acting the whole scene out of, like, okay, it's fine now. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then, like, the realization that, like, things are not okay. Like, this kid did a great job. Yeah. So, kudos to him. But, yeah. So, then we get to speak in English. And, um, yeah. Joseph uh, definitely would know English. That's for sure. Which is one of the things we were talking about. Of like, what if they do more of this? How are they going to introduce Joseph? Yeah, because I feel like they're probably going to cut a lot of that out, especially the way that this movie ends, which we'll talk about a bit. Mm-hmm. But like, Cause especially because Joseph comes in and he's kind of like in this strange, like mini arc of like kind of stuff not really happening, but but it happens immediately, like fault not immediately, but it happens following this because of mm-hmm. what happens at the end of this arc. Yeah. Um and. Yeah, Joseph is just kind of like 
there in some of the episodes and like at some point has a baby not he doesn't birth the baby but he has a baby <laughs> he, he has an invisible baby he has an invisible baby that you do not throw Man. into the ocean can i can i do my dream casting for this please um they do a chapter two they they include old joseph and old joseph's played by beat the <laughs> I'd buy that. That would, I think that would totally f work. Oh, it, it, a thousand. <laughs> Just thousand. beat Takeshi hamming it up, carrying f an invisible child. <laughs> yeah, he would totally pull it off. But also, he can pull off that, like, I'm serious, but also goofy. Like, yeah. Sense that Joseph has, because Joseph can be serious when he needs to, but also he's, like, joking around, like, 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. So I could see it. That'd be perfect. And then, like, that outfit on him would be amazing. <laughs> it really would be. <laughs> Oldest Joseph has the greatest outfit. Because you can't call him Older Joseph, because Older Joseph is Stardust Crusader. So this is Oldest Joseph. Well, they call, they call Joseph and Stardust Old Joseph. So wouldn't this be Older Joseph, essentially? Well, I'm going to call him... Technically? I'm going to call him Oldest Joseph. <laughs> The oldest Joseph. The oldest Joseph. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's interesting. I'm not sure how they would pull that off. I don't think yeah. that we're going to have to worry about it, but no. I'm not sure how they would. I would like to worry about it. Yeah, of course. Uh, So, basically, after this, we get a funeral for Josuke's dad, or grandpa, excuse me. Grandpa. His dad is uh, is in New York. Which, um... <laughs> Spoiler. Um, well, they, they, Joseph is Josuke's dad. Yeah. They lay that out in the film. It's not a spoiler. I, I know. It's just funny. Um, also, he shows up to his grandpa's funeral in his school uniform. <laughs> when everyone else is dressed nicely. Yeah. I, I'm like. This is my uh, nice uniform. That's all I what had. Are you, what are you doing? Is that the only thing you've had? I'm very black? sad. <laughs> uh, Okoyasu's brother just shows up at one point at the funeral and just like stands there. Yeah. And then walks away, and then Josuke's like, WTF? <laughs> Let me go follow there. this dude? <laughs> God. I, God. <laughs> That's the uh, second time I've made some <laughs> dumb JoJo joke tonight, anyway. Um, he finds this, like, sweet mansion. Yeah, uh, Koichi goes off and follows him because he's like, yeah, you've been acting real weird. Are you okay? And then, like, they also, find... Also, your grandpa just died, yeah. and, like, you're wandering off, and I'm alert. I'm alarmed for you. And then they stumble onto this, like, d decrepit mansion, mm -hmm. which is where Okoyasu and his brother have been hanging out, which is also weird because, like, I think the house and, like, the, the source material is just, like, it's just an old rundown house in, in a neighborhood, not a, a mansion by a graveyard. No, but it's kind of like a, like a faux Victorian-esque type house in the, in the source material. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, would fit in, like, an American suburb type thing, which yeah. is what they were trying to pull off. Like, you have faux Victorian houses all the time in American suburbs. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, this one's, like, a friggin' mansion with statues outside and all. And, like, yeah, okay, sure, I guess. <laughs> so then we get into the back half of this film, which is uh, Josuke versus the elder Nijimura brother. Well, and also learning about the hand. Also learning, and Okoyasu shows up as well. We get to learn by the sign, because he's like, oh man, some of the words are missing now. So yeah, we get to learn about the hand, which can kind of just like pull things to him. Or just yeah, erase like, things. It, it deletes the space between 
Okuyasu and whatever he like grabs essentially grabs so uh, mm-hmm. um he like tries to grab something that hits a sign and like it erases the middle word and that's how they figure out what his mm-hmm. power is uh koichi gets shot in the in the friggin neck by the arrow and he's just bleeding he's everywhere bleeding out and uh okuyasu's brother just like drags him into the house and they're in just he's like what can i can i heal my boy Guess I'm just going in there now. My boy. My boy. Um, Josuke and Okuyasu kind of fight a little bit, and then eventually Josuke makes his way in, and then he has to come face to face with uh, the this other newsstand by the name of Bad Company. Bad Company. Which we have a, a conversation about Toy Story and um, Toy Soldiers because yes, we did. We did. <laughs> Um, because Bad Company is a stand that is literally just a group of toy soldiers that does whatever um, Big Bro wants. Mm-hmm. And we're like, so what came first? Like, we had to figure out if the manga came first or, like, if if JoJo, in fact, inspired Toy Story. Really, it was what we were trying to figure out. Well, I think... <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> jo- jo- Jojo inf- influenced all the tiny green soldier men. It's true. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought they they also did this the way they uh, they implemented uh, Bad Company into this. Like, I thought it looked really good. Like, yeah, it looked great. Just tiny bunch of soldiers and airplanes and helicopters and helicopters. tanks running through and. I like the way, like, whenever, like, Josuke gets, like, his hand shot up really bad, like, it's just, like, tiny, tiny little pin marks mm-hmm. in his hand, but, like, it's like, oh, God, that's a bad injury. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought that was very effective, Uh. but, yeah, Josuke kind of gets messed up a bit because he gets shot a lot trying to grab Koichi and get him to safety. Uh, He kind of, like, he peels back a bit, and then Oki also kind of shows back up again. And Josuke heals Okuyasu to try and, like, get information from him, but also just be like, I'm just going to help you, whatevs. Yeah, because originally he's like, all right, tell me what you know and I'll heal you. And he's like, you know, I can't I can't do that. I can't go against my bro. And Josuke's like, oh, and then heals him anyway. And he's like, why would you do that? He, he also learns that, like, again, he can't heal himself because he's like, all right, heal yourself now. And he's like, well, can't do that. Nope. Let's go. Um... Because Okuyasu gets, like, beat to crap by his brother, like, because mm-hmm. he gets in the way at one point and gets, like, shot in the face repeatedly. Yeah. And um, then is told, like, he's worthless and he's outlived his usefulness and is dumb. Which is so rude to the best boy. I always get attached to the weirdest characters in JoJo. <laughs> you do. Like, but it's like, also like, they're good boys. Right, they are. Like, Polnareff was amazing. I loved Polnareff. And now, like, Okuyasu, I'm like, they're the goodest of boys. <laughs> but they really are. They're, like, they make mistakes, but they're so pure. Uh, so eventually, uh, Josuke has to roll back in, even though, like, the whole place is surrounded by tiny, tiny army men's. Uh, Koichi's kind of back on his feet uh, and then Koichi is like coerced into trying to show his stand so he doesn't die um, and then he, po- he poops out an egg <laughs> he doesn't poop it but it, it does show up uh, and, and everyone's like what 
What is this egg? What is this egg? <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I don't know what this is. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> what do I do with this egg? So all that, basically all that happens because Koichi like kind of starts seeing the uh, bad company and Josuke's like, oh, you can see stands. What the heck? That means you have a stand. I guess the arrow worked. Um, There was something I was going to ask you. Oh, did you mention the actor who was Okuyasu yet? Uh, I did last week, but uh, okay. he is he is the son of Sonny Chiba, who's like a famous uh, Japanese martial artist. He's been in a lot of martial arts films and all that sort of stuff. He was in Kill Bill. Um, and a bunch of other stuff, but yeah, that's his son. He's, his kiddo. His, he's he's the the good bro Okoyasu. <laughs> uh, yeah, Koichi has an egg now, and um, not yet, but eventually his hair will change. He'll go Super Saiyan. He will go Super <laughs> Saiyan. <laughs> so yeah, like the egg comes out, and basically everyone's like, "What what are you doing? What are you doing?" Um. And then eventually they gotta get the egg to hatch, which kind of happens just because uh, Koichi's kind of forced basically to do that because things go real, real bad. Mm-hmm. And then his stand pops out of the egg. <laughs> the the first version of Echoes or Reverb, if you know the 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 localized names. Mm-hmm. Um. So that happens, and then uh, Josuke gets shot with missiles. Yeah. And then is like, ah, just kidding. <laughs> Let me remake these and shoot them back at you because you can't do anything. <laughs> Yay, we win, kind of. Yay. Uh, so all that happens, and then basically, like, the stand uh, bad company disappears, so they think everything's good. Um. And then they, they head upstairs because they're like, well, we got to go upstairs to see what's what. And they find uh, they find uh, Nijimura's uh, dad, which is uh, also a thing in the, the source material as well. Uh, they find the dad and the dad's like grossly disfigured. And they're like, what They actually the did heck? a really good job of like representing. Yeah, totally. Like I was, I was kind of shocked of like how, how much he looks like the source material. Mm-hmm. Uh, Koichi's brother kind of goes into like the whole thing of like why their dad ended up this way um, and ha- why he's going around trying to make stand users to basically try and put his dad out of his misery because he keeps trying to kill him and the dad just keeps coming back and he's like I, don't, I, I can't I can't do this and then like, Josuke's like I could heal him and <laughs> Okuyasu's brother's like no no that's good I don't need that uh, they keep seeing that like uh the dad keeps like going into like this chest and like fumbling with like these these little tiny pieces and then uh Josuke fixes the picture and it turns out to be like a family photo of the Nijimuras before all the bad stuff went down mm-hmm. when everybody was actually normal mm-hmm. and then uh that all happens um basically everyone's there and sees that and then Josuke tries to convince uh Okuyasu's brother to give him the bow and arrow Mm-hmm. which this is where things diverge in a big way. Yes. Um. So in the anime and the manga, they don't get the bow and arrow here because of reasons. Reasons. Which we'll get into, you know, in a few weeks. 
um here it's about to happen and then like the the there's a cut to like a thermal image and we're both like that's weird why is this what why is there thermal imaging mm-hmm. coming through here and then like the window busts through and then you see a uh, sheer heart attack and we're both like uh what <laughs> Because that wasn't a thing yet. That is not a thing yet. Quite a while that's going to be a thing. Uh, and it blows yep. up uh, Okuyasu's brother. Because Okuyasu's brother kind of takes the fall for it and to get to, to take the blow and basically get out of the way of it. Yeah, he um, gets shoved in his mouth and it goes kaboom. Kaboom. Um, so, yeah. Um, that is a part of the stand of Yoshikage Kira, who is basically the big main protagonist, or antagonist, excuse me, of. Diamond is unbreakable, um, but he doesn't show up until like the second half of the anime or like the manga specifically. Um, having him show up here is very early. It's really early, and it cuts out a lot of material. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like Joseph even showing up is tied entirely to what came next, which had nothing to do with Kira. Yeah. Um, basically, the whole film ends with like uh, Josuke meeting up with his new bros. Uh, Okoyasu and Koichi. This is where they do the 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 hello to Angelo Rock. <laughs> yeah. Josuke's like, "What's up, Angelo?" And Okoyasu just like looks like, "So." Koichi's like, "Uh, hello." <laughs> we say hi to the Rock. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, Yukiko like follows them, and then uh, I think Josuke and Jotaro talk at one point about protecting Morio and all that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. then like the, uh, I forget where exactly where it's at. I think it's kind of like a break in the credits or whatever. But they show uh, an apartment. They show a paper bag on the table. There's a severed hand in it. Yep. A very uh, fake severed hand. Yes. Uh, in the hand is the arrow. And basically, that's the apartment of Kira. Yes. Which is basically referencing, like, hey, if we do a chapter two, we're going straight into the Kira storyline. Which, which, like we said, is very, very strange. Because cause that is the latter half of the, of the source material. And so, like, you're cutting out a bunch of smaller enemies that kind of show up here and there uh you're cutting out um, rohan you are definitely cutting out the introduction of rohan which is a very strange um strange thing to cut because he is very instrumental and basically whenever he shows up onwards Mm -hmm. uh they make reference to the girl who's trapped in like the other world yeah like kind of like the purgatory-esque type place but you would probably also be cutting that part out um, you'd be cutting out the great restaurant episode, which is fantastic and should so, obviously be included. So good. You cut out Joseph's meaning of being there. Mm-hmm. You cut out the invisible baby. Mm-hmm. So a lot yeah. of stuff you would be cutting out um, just to make the jump up to Kira. And like one of the most disappointing things to me, and we'll talk about it more when we talk about the anime, but um, there's a really, really great scene, or I guess it's a great episode with um, Josuke and Joseph, like, working things out a bit Mm -hmm. and like that not being in there is really upsetting like that is one of the best episodes in my opinion of that like it's really really emotional and like also there's just like a bunch of different character development you would be missing out by just skipping from from this all the way up to kira like like uh koichi goes through a bunch of stand evolutions um you have his whole thing with yukiko that would be unresolved um, and just like the other characters, uh, 
character development. Like Josuke goes through some character development during this time. He goes through uh, a lot. Ohoyasu goes through some character development. Um, you cut out that kid who gets exploded. Yeah, you cut out the 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 funky kid who wins the lottery, and then Jos Josuke and Ohoyasu scam him. But that's like the whole reason that they even start caring about Kira. Exactly. Like that is the first the first like actual death that they see, and then it's like oh we need to stop this dude and then how are you going to fit all that into a movie where he's going to be set up as the antagonist and then i guess a future movie would be the you know the conclusion or whatever whatever they would want to do so like it's it's very strange yeah you're you're gonna miss a lot doing it this way which is really disappointing because um there's a lot of great character building and diamond is unbreakable I think it's really where it shines, and so, like, while I like this movie and I understand what they were going for, it's kind of an odd choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, obviously, you can't you can't put everything into movies, and, like, you have no. to change somewhere, and... Like, like, do I think, like, could they have done a, a movie where it puts in, like, all the kind of, like, more... It's not really filler, but like I guess kind of more world building, world building and like less intense things that are happening. Like you probably couldn't sell a movie like that, yeah. especially of like, like a live action adaptation. Like it would not be, it's not going to be the sexy thing you would want to see. I mean, I want to see. I mean, yes, but with a, with a live action alien. But if we're talking about movie executives, that like that they're not going to oh, yeah. they're not they going to sign care. off on that. They don't care. Like you would want to get to Kira as soon as possible. Yeah. Which is essentially what they do here, and it's also kind of um, if they were to continue, it's a disservice to this, these actors because they do a really great job, mm-hmm. and like you would be missing a lot of really awesome scenes with them by cutting out that stuff. Yeah, um, and even if like you you introduce Cure in the next movie, like you're not gonna make him like you're not gonna get like any resolution with him at all, like. If anything, like you would probably have to introduce him in the back half of the film. Yeah, and I mean, you'd even have to do the like you'd have to do the Yukiko story because you have to have Cinderella so that the whole face changing thing can happen. Yeah, like there's so much that you would have to like include that like if they did and tried to continue on this pathway, like it would just get rushed through. Maybe they just didn't realize that like oh shoot, there's a lot that we have to do. Here. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, it's it's. So I under this film I definitely feels unfinished, but totally it, like I understand why they would go in this direction. Like a hundred percent, I understand that, but like it it also just it makes things way more complicated and more of a, a headache than they I don't think they realized. <laughs> I'm sorry, Loki just walked in with a ghost in his mouth and dropped it in my shoe. <laughs> Got a ghost in your shoe now. I have a ghost you in my shoe. have a haunted shoe. shoe. <laughs> I just put a ghost in my shoe. <laughs> like, staring straight in my eyes, dropped the ghost in my shoe. He's good. He's very good. He's like, hey, mom, I have to feed you now. Here's a ghost. Here's a ghost. <laughs> Obviously, I feed you by putting things in your shoes. <laughs> what a weirdo. God, I love him. But he's a good weirdo. He's a great weirdo. Just like Josuke. Yes. He's a he's a good boy. I think another thing that we were kind of we thought was strange, specifically about this film, is that like 
when it comes to like the first go around on a JoJo thing, usually it's Stardust. Yep, usually it's Stardust. So for them to go immediately into Diamond is Unbreakable and like not go that route, I thought was very interesting because usually you would expect it to be like, oh, he, well, here's Stardust Crusaders again. Yeah. Which like I mean I mean that's kind of cool that like they don't go that route. They go with something else entirely, but it is interesting that like they're like, oh, we should do Diamond is Unbreakable of mm-hmm. all things. And um we were also discussing that like if you wanted to do like a good like adaptation that would actually fit an entire story, like you could totally just do the beginning of like Phantom Blood. Yeah. That would fit in a, like a movie or two. Totally, because that's a, that's basically a nine episode arc. You could you could basically trim some stuff up here and there, but like that is a self contained story that would be short enough to basically fit into a two hour movie. Yeah. And you could basically you could get all the you could get all the plot points in, get all the relevant characters in, and not really have to skip over much, not have to like speed through much. All you have to do is introduce Joe's uh, Jonathan and Dio. Mm-hmm. Um, show off their their hatred for each other early on and then just build that up until they they fight at the end and then if you want to do a tease for battle tendency you totally could but like you could totally make that a very good self-contained live action adaptation yeah i'm kind of surprised they didn't do that one it makes way more sense than Mm -hmm. to try and break up diana is unbreakable but it's unbreakable can't Um, break it up i mean that's why it has failed you obviously wouldn't have had the cool outfits and hair. I mean, that is true. Except for you would have had Robert E.O. Speedwagon. You would. The goodest of boys. The I, goodest of boys. <laughs> it would just be a live action film of Japanese actors trying to do old English <laughs> accents. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It just becomes a Shakespearean play, but it's JoJo. I, you know, I'd watch that. Dude, same. Man, that's upsetting. We should have gotten that instead. It, yeah, like it, that totally would have worked. I mean, and, and that's not to say that I dislike this because I do like. No, it. yeah, it's the same. Um, it just obviously has like issues. And the fact that like you know coming to this after the fact and knowing now that basically like they're probably not going to do anything else in this. Like this is not going to get unless we get rich and fund it. It's not going to happen. Yeah, which in that case, it's like, well, we're going to do a bunch of, of the, the the smaller stuff first. You want to spend 30 minutes in a restaurant in this movie? <laughs> yeah, we do. I would say, yeah, if we if we funded it, a huge part of that would be the Italian restaurant God. scene. It really, it honestly, 100% would be, because that's like, I'm pretty sure when we watched that episode, we both came out of it like, that is the most JoJo episode we have ever seen. Yeah, it's fantastic. And we'll talk about it more when we get to that, that, uh, but holy moly, I'm so ready to talk about Diamond is Unbreakable. I have Uh, so many thoughts, and I'm really upset that I just realized, I was like, you know, I have Battle Tendency art, and I have Stardust Crusaders art. I am You need to get some Diamond is Unbreakable. I am in dire need of Diamond is Unbreakable, because um, I have some some opinions and... uh, maybe controversial opinions to give out when we talk about Diamond is Unbreakable, the anime. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to, you guys. Three weeks. Three weeks. I think that's what I said. I think so. That sounds right. Well, 
Jojo! Anything else we need to discuss about this this, uh, film? This moving picture? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't think of anything. Oh, man. I can't think of anything. I'm probably going to think of a million things when we like hang, <laughs> hang up the meeting, but right now I'm blanking. No Savage Guard in the in the credits. You know, that's the real tragedy, but we have to talk about who they did get. Who did they get? That like nerd rapper guy. Oh, right. There's a there's a track from Mega Ran in the credits. Yeah, and like somebody else that was who was who else was in that? It was oh, weird. Man. Let me see if I can I can find it. Yeah, that that was bizarre. Yeah, it was <laughs> bizarre. Hey. hey. That was not something I was friggin' looking at. Well, apparently when they were for like July of like a July of 2016, there was rumors that like they were making an adaptation of Stardust before they 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 clarified that it was Diamond is unbreakable. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I don't remember, but the song was was pretty funny. Yeah, like of all things, here's an <laughs> here's an American nerdcore rapper in the credits of this Japanese right now only film. <laughs> That's uh yeah, that was that was very interesting. Yeah. Not something you expect. They could have also just put like the the Eunice version of Great Days in there. That would have been good. Yeah, or you know, Savage Gardens. I want you. Also good. Yeah. <laughs> All things that are good, but they didn't. It's real upsetting. Nor were the openings in there. That's also a bummer. Yeah. I was trying to see if I could like find this, but I, I I can't. Not yet. Shoot. Ah! Uh, yeah, I don't see anything on here. Shoot. Anyway. Um Jojo. 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 I'm buddy. Big yawn. Big yawn indeed. Um. So yeah, that's gonna wrap this uh this 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 this, this, this episode up. Mm-hmm. This episode. This one. This one. The one you are listening to. Uh, I hope you guys look forward to us talking more about um, Diamond is Unbreakable in three weeks. Our yearly JoJo checkup. Yay! Essentially. Um, but before then, we got a, we got we got a slate of uh, stuff where we have we have in the in the in the timeline. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about that here in a brief second. But uh, if you'd like more from us, go to seasonlimitcheckup.com or sac.cools, where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Season Limit Checkup and Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. Uh, you can follow Ann Ladium at annladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash animecheckup. That's where we do the Twitter. 
And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Next week. It's time to make a return. To a war-torn state. And that's all I can say about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because I am embargoed until next Monday. (laughs) Uh, But we will be discussing next week The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 2. Do. And also we'll give some E3 preview. Yes. Because the week after that, we'll be discussing everything that happened at E3. Yes. And then the week after that... We will be discussing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable, the anime. Mm -hmm. And then potentially the week after that, you know, we might be talking about Persona Q2. Yeah. We have a schedule. We do have a schedule. That's the first time in like a year. Oh my God. Not really, but it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. But uh, we got all that stuff lined up for you. Or, you know, subject, the content may change. Subject to change. Yes. Subject to change. That is uh that's always a possibility, but uh that is the tentative plan at the moment, uh to give you the the hot, hot content <laughs> uh over the next couple of weeks. The hot hot content. That hot hot content. Oh my god. So yeah, look forward to all of that and then uh we'll just be doing our thing. As we do. As we do.